Good day everyone, I'm Diane. And I am Camille. And welcome to the STEM Talks podcast where we discuss STEM, what it is, its problems, and how we can improve it. Last episode, we had STEM teacher Sir Leo and STEM students Aina and Janjo talk to us about how STEM education has changed and adapted to the new normal. Here, we discuss the challenges of STEM education before and during the pandemic and how we'll need everyone's collective effort and support to strengthen STEM for the future. They also brought up how STEM is more than just an academic track, but how it is also applied in different areas and in different ways. For this episode, we're going to shift perspectives and talk about what exactly STEM education is, this time from the perspective of fellow STEM advocates. So today, we have the STEM Plus PH team and the system team on board with us to discuss their views on integrated STEM education, its value in today's world, especially in the Philippines, and the future of STEM in the Philippines. I'm Camille. I am the project assistant of STEM Plus PH. I'm Diane. I'm the communications and advocacy officer of STEM Plus PH. Good morning. I'm Ariel Balopinos. I'm the program director of the STEM Plus PH program of the Unilab Council. Good day, everyone. I'm Charlene Monterola. I'm the executive director of the Center for Integrated STEM Education, our system. Thanks so much, everyone, for that short introduction. So before we get started on what exactly STEM is, maybe it's a good idea for us to let people know why we advocate for STEM. So parang the question is, so we're not STEM people. Like I myself, my undergrad is not STEM talaga. So I guess I want to direct the question first to Sir A. Maybe you can talk to us about why you advocate for STEM? What got you into promoting STEM? Thanks, Camille. For one, siguro, well, my background, my academic degree kasi actually biology. So, once upon a time, I did have ambitions of becoming a doctor. But at some point then, during the course of, you know, taking that subject, I did have interest in the more uh, laboratory and application side of you know, biology. So probably that has been um, with me for the longest time. But unfortunately, I wasn't also able to really practice my degree and got into development work. Anyway, that's already a long, <laughs> tagal na 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 point ng history. But now that I'm in development work and I got uh, involved in uh, with the Unilab Foundation, and unfortunately, the program that was assigned to me was MSPH, which is uh, for me talagang Natuwa ako, no? because I think STEM is really a very important solution no? to our complex problems. No? So, ang, ang mundo natin ngayon ay napakaraming hinaharap na mga issues and ito, uh, most recently nga itong pandemic. And if you look at uh, these issues, a lot of these are actually very complex. And having a with your toolbox, na if you have STEM in your toolbox, then I believe that you're able to, or you have something that could help you solve these very complex world problems. So, kaya ako very, I'm very passionate about promoting STEM education because I believe that this is a, a very important tool in helping us, no, uh, or helping society in general cope with these very complex issues. Thanks, Sir A. 
I guess with that, I want to direct the question also to Doc Cher. See, as you mentioned, you were the director of the Center for Integrated STEM, right? So again, the question is, why or how did you get into STEM? And then maybe I can rephrase it to, what's the turning point when you realized, okay, I want to advocate for STEM talaga and specifically integrated STEM education? Actually, uh, the history of me being... Um Falling in love with STEM, it goes a long, long way, no? When I was a small child. Actually, uh, as early as eight years old, parang I couldn't sleep without reading a book. And that book was, uh, I had this, it's an old book that I purchased from the library that they're just letting go, no? It's called The How and Why Club. Uh, it's about a science club and then the investigations that they're doing. It's a 1950s American book in science, but... Um, uh, I was reading it and uh, I was amazed by the experiments that the kids are doing in the book as being described. I came across this article when I was in junior high. I came across this editorial about uh, needing quality teachers no, for teaching our kids so that you know the status of the Philippines will really um, be elevated and so on. Prior to that, no, my dream was becoming a lawyer and uh, at some point I, I dreamt of becoming an engineer and then a doctor. But that was a turning point for me, uh, reading that editorial, talking about uh, quality teachers, the need for quality teachers in the Philippines. So when I applied for UPCAT uh, when I was in senior high, so I, um, I really chose education and I, I was bent on uh, majoring in, in physics because I was doing good in physics at that time. But before going to UP, uh, my teachers were in high school were actually discouraging me because it was unconventional for a top student to go that route. No? Normally, uh, the top students in our school uh, chose to go into engineering or med or a course leading to medicine or a course leading to law. But I was the one who chose uh, education. And then uh, in UP, that's it. No? I, I majored in physics education got a master's in physics ed and um, also a PhD in physics ed. So basically, it's a long history for me of uh, being involved in STEM education in general. And then um, for the STEM education movement in the Philippines, basically, I've been doing a lot of work in science education, but uh, the word STEM came into consciousness here in the Philippines just because of the, the senior high school program, the K-12 program. And so it, the, the perspective became more integrated because before we have science programs, science education trainings, and so on. But integrated STEM is a, you can call it a more um, integrative, transdisciplinary approach, meaning merging and synergies of different disciplines. And of course, looking at real world applications. So for me, it's uh, something that's worth investing in. I work in system. Basically, it's a culmination of um, my career, no? although it's, a young, it's still a relatively young career. But I'm happy that I'm getting this chance to do something that I love, advancing STEM education in the Philippines. Uh-oh, that was great, Doc Cher. Uh, actually, I'm intrigued in the book. Actually, I was trying to find it eh. when I went back to my old, uh, yung old house namin, eh. I was trying to find it eh. I, I should have preserved that book that was my uh, I, I kept it under my pillow for every night I, I, I read about that's as early as that time I, uh, I, I learned about you know if you use this iodine and if you try to let's say on cas, uh, on kamote <laughs> for example oh. <laughs> you put a drop <laughs> so ganon and then uh, some um, 
ano pa nga, very Americanized eh, kasi the, the model for elevator, for example, is a milk carton. Eh, wala naman tayo mm-hmm. sa Philippines doon, di ba? So, the, uh, they were talking about pulley, they're talking about uh, elevators, and so on. So, uh, yeah, but I was fascinated, even at that time. Uh-oh. But if you do manage to find that doc share, parang... <laughs> it's the How and Why Club. That's the title. I could still remember the title. <laughs> but that period was actually fascinating, diba? And to have that conversation as early as, you know, na may, may the material around na may, what you're saying in the 1950s. I mean, it would be fascinating. Anyway, sorry. Natuwa lang ako dun sa... <laughs> I just want to ask this question. So, in your opinion, what exactly is authentic and integrated STEM education? Like, how do you understand it? And how is your understanding of STEM before different from now? When you talk about authentic and integrated STEM education, first thing that comes to mind is basically solving real-world problems. Solving real-world problems. And of course, if you need to solve problems, before, no, uh, people think that to solve a problem that uh, it has to come from, let's say, uh, a scientist, and then uh, a scientist probably will work alone and will not connect with other people. But when you talk about real-world problems, it's an issue that's interrelated to another issue and so on. So it's basically, there's an underlying uh, connection among other, uh, with other things too. So um, when you think about it, when you're trying to solve a real-world problem, you have to tap in different talents to be able to contribute and solve that, that problem. So, uh, what is the contribution of, let's say, coming from the end of STEM? So, of course, the foundation knowledge in the STEM disciplines. Like, for example, is it necessary to apply uh, concepts or flaws or principles coming from physics, biology, chemistry, or mathematics, and other subject areas within the, within STEM within the STEM field? At the same time, one of the things that need to be applied and attributable to STEM can be the thinking skills, no? Like, for example, it's intuitively developed in STEM, the skills like critical thinking, logical thinking, systems thinking, and even, for example, computational thinking. Because these are the very things, that the very processes that we use to be able to understand something and uh, make an explanation out of it. And then later on, um, part of the STEM knowledge and the STEM thinking skills would be, of course, the other literacies. Like, for example, knowing about uh, health, knowing about occupational safety, for example, knowing about finances because, you know, some of the problems that you need to solve would involve costing, would involve money. And so there's an interplay really of a lot of skills and literacies that would be needed to solve the problem. So um, the idea before is that to solve a problem, you have to operate within your own discipline. It's like uh, siloistic thinking. So you just have to focus on your discipline and not think about other areas. But right now, the real-world problems cannot be solved by you know a single uh, discipline alone. And that discipline has to connect, for example, with other areas as well. So you can see, for example, um, the emergence of different programs, like for example, bioinformatics has something to do with biology and let's say um, computer science or information systems. And also like biotechnology, merging knowledge of biology, for example, and that of technology, um, that technology aspect so that it will be 
more useful in terms of uh, exploring other problems or other applications. So uh, for kids probably, you know, um, we can say that integrated STEM is something that addresses real-world problems. You do not have to be afraid that, for example, uh, you're anxious about uh, mathematics or let's say you feel that uh, you don't have this competency to be able to solve it. But if you are working with a group, so that's another thing with integrated STEM, it's collaborative. So you tap other, other resources, other talents to help you really uh, put into perspective uh, the right way no, to solve the, the problem. So um, it's basically um, connecting with others, solving real-world problems, activating your STEM knowledge and your thinking skills for improving life. Parang basically, that's the tagline for integrated STEM. I guess in line with that, how do we, because you also mentioned how it's important for different disciplines to work together and it's important to, for kids especially to have this love for STEM as they grow up. So how do you think we should promote this authentic and integrated STEM to children who are, who still see STEM as like, it's just scientists, it's just doctor, or it's just engineer? For younger kids though. So if you look if you try to look at the uh, spectrum of learners for younger kids it's important that they experience them firsthand meaning to say uh, through play for example or through things available at home so for example they're uh, curious about something it's more of a uh, really finding that curiosity among kids eh. if for example uh, they're thinking about why do droplets form outside of the glass for example or if I drop this something soft, it will produce this kind of sound. But if I drop something that's hard, it will produce this kind of sound. So um, probably it's important that uh, you develop this um, inquisitiveness among kids. So you just, you know, encourage them to ask questions. But sometimes, medyo merong cultural interplay din sa ating sa part ng Pilipinas kasi minsan parang we think that if kids are younger, uh, younger ones will ask questions. It can be, you know, for some, no, it might appear disrespectful. But, you know, uh, we should be able to discern which one is, you know, out of curiosity and out of, you know, interest for learning new things and have, be able to correctly interpret it as opposed to, you know, thinking it's disrespectful to ask questions. So another thing is to find these little pockets of um, opportunities to reel them in into STEM. So, for example, um, some of the things you do at home, like yung cooking materials and even yung mga soap, yung mga ganyan. It's being able to ask questions, think about this more deeply, but in a subtle way, no? in a subtle way, so that you activate uh, their curiosity for things around them. Because it can grow later on and that curiosity can actually um, fuel no, their thirst for wanting to know more about things outside of their realm. So, for example, labaka lalabas dito ang yun sa bahay, no? so, so community problems naman. That, ano, that curiosity, that thirst for inquiry is something that it's very useful until you grow old. So, yun yung parang um, importanting ma-develop then. And then for batch, oh, parang older children naman no, in, in school, being able to um, enjoy no, yung mga activities. So it's really 
kami siguro sa STEM education, talagang ano namin is uh, constructivist kasi in nature. Meaning to say, you really try to experience it, no? So, you 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 observe, you poke around, you build things, you model, you try it out. If you fail, you try it again. If you succeed, then uh, you have to explain that success and so on. You can think of it as uh, parang more of the emphasis on the process skills, the thinking skills na parang that can grow uh, with you as you, you know, move up to the next level and so on. If you have that kasi, parang it, it can carry you through everything eh. Parang ganon. So, even later on, when you go into the university, of course, uh, some of the questions or problems that you solve in high school will not be the same in university and even and will not be the same in real life, no? Hindi ka naman nagka-calculate ng acceleration habang may lumalapit sa'yo na, na bus or may lumalapit, mayroong... But alam mo na parang uh, if it's speeding up or slowing down, so some are the some of the principles are parang you should be able to see the connection with real life and make use of it, no? Parang ganon yung and um, dito ano man sa other component ng innovation, you see a problem, you see something that uh, for example you want to improve. So that's what improve, uh, innovation is all about, eh? Improving something. So yung pag-aralan mo noon sa school. Possibly hindi lang sa ating STEM na mga courses, no? Possibly uh, even in your uh, subject areas like um, social studies and uh, Filipino. Yung lahat ng ito, no? You you try to improve something. So, it's really um, a merging of different disciplines to be able to make something better. Doctor made an excellent point. Um, and I, I do want to highlight, you know, from what she said earlier, yung sinabi niya na talagang ground the whole thing in experience kasi what's really setting apart no and what i really like about the work that we do is that it's yung yung diba parang hindi lang naman siya kasi integrated stem but there's the part there that it's about authentic no and if if you want to be authentic it has to be grounded in an experience so i think the way you would really you know coming off from what doctor said you, you really look at the experience the actual experience itself and then let the learner no um really derive some insights from that experience and encourage the learner to really use yung different disciplines when assessing a particular experience or situation no that he or she is in i came from an era for example no, no sorry medyo matagal-tagal na rin akong nag-aral that's a long time ago when i graduated no and from that era talagang ang medyo i think when, when i was reflecting on it nga Parang a lot of the things that I've learned were just coming off from, you know, the textbooks, you know, you read the science stuff, you read, you know, whatever is, is given to you. But I think where I would have benefited more probably from if if I could turn back time was really yung actual grounding, no, nung application ng mga tinuturo sa'yo doon sa, sa actual experience and really find yung mga daily experiences na yon yung mga daily yung mga small things and how you could how these principles or how those principles really apply to these different things like you know for example you know once upon a time when you know in, in my time as a student you know baking was taught as it is baking diba? you know um but nobody at that time said uh, that there was chemistry behind it. <laughs> I mean, diba? Ganun yung, ano, ganun yung discipline dati, no? Na parang when they, when they introduce a particular concept, talagang nakasilo yun, no? Um, nakasilo sila. Tapos talagang, yun lang. You just, concepts are introduced in isolation, no? And 
minsan nagkukulang talaga on on real life application. So I think yun yung gusto ko sa ginagawa natin ngayon eh na parang we're really doing our best to ground it in experiences because it's what Doc Share was saying. It's it's really about real life, you know, complex world problems. And mas nagiging relevant yung STEM education if it's anchored on those particular experiences. And uh, as I've said earlier, we are in a world now where there are complex problems and these problems require solutions that are deriving from different disciplines. Hindi naman na when you encounter a particular problem, hindi naman na ah, chemistry lang gagamitin ko. Hindi ganun, no? As what Doc Share said, like, there's also math to it. There's costing, no? That That's involved. So, marami ka talagang discipline na gagamitin when you are confronted with different issues in life. So, I think that's the kind of message na, na uh, you know, if, if you ask me about how I would like to promote STEM, then I would really how I would do it is really incorporate those key messages of experience and integration. But curious ako, Doc Share, Doc Share. My question lang ako, Doc Share, kasi you know, you've, you've, you've thought this and probably you're, you're the amongst in this, you know, uh, people in this room, no? Uh, ikaw yung talagang mahaba yung experience when it comes to promoting. Where does specialization come in? I mean, kasi ang, ang ginagamit natin na line ngayon is really more integrated. Uh, but I'm curious how how those who have been with the st- integrated or are those who are promoting integrated STEM, how do they see specialization now? Kasi diba, from that era, yung specialization, very focused yan. Tapos eto tayo ngayon, we're promoting a more integrated approach. Where does specialization sit now in, in the conversation of integrated STEM education? It depends, sir, Ariel, on the, ano, on the topic. Eh. For example, if it's, like, for example, on the concept of, if it has something to do with structure. So, structure, uh, stability, and so on. So, it's more of uh, knowing the uh, knowledge about physics, no? structures, foundation, stability, and a little bit, of, of course, more of engineering also. So, it, it depends on the nature of the problem. So, uh, when it comes to, um, let's say, uh, food security and then linking that to urban agriculture, planting, and so on. So, you need understanding of plant growth, cycles, and so on. No? But a knowledge of a little bit of, let's say, uh, in terms of temperature, chemistry, and physics can come in. So, we should not put it in the, uh, like, for example, everybody has to have equal share or equal contribution in a problem. It doesn't work that way. What is needed should be the one, the one which has greatest weight, for example. So, for this particular problem, so physics but with other disciplines as well. But, for example, if it's biological in nature, so you have the other subject areas as well. So, it depends on the nature of the problem. But uh, what you want to play up is that the strengths of the different disciplines can be harmonized to solve that problem. So, hindi na po yung parang da- you don't need pick na Dapat equal lahat tayo, dapat equal ang physics, equal ang bio, equal ang chem Diyan sa pag-solve ng problem na yan, it doesn't work that way pa apa. Yeah, yeah, kasi yun nga eh, parang dati talaga, sorry, yung era ko talaga nun Parang very, ano eh, very focused, no, na nakakalimutang i-connect siya with the other disciplines Na even, you know, bio ako, no, so parang 
even let's say tinuturo yung muscular system dati tinuturo yung how muscles work but nung time na yun there was really no connection to physics for example how yes well in fact physics yan oh, may physics ako oh, oh may biophysics <laughs> diba biophysics <laughs> ako so parang parang yan oh, so yun lang yung medyo ano parang when I was as I was learning uh, STEM ngayon parang talaga sabi ko sayang nanghinayang ako dun sa experience na that, that could have been no, na Uh, mas mas naging interesting pala kung talagang in-apply siya sa real uh, life situations tiningnan yung ibang alam mo yun yung pagtiningnan yung connection with 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 the other fields ng STEM na na and even within STEM doc share diba if if you know um pag sinabi nating chemistry underneath that are different sub branches pa of chemistry diba parang hindi lang naman siya one how do you call this amalgam of, of, of all these concepts diba parang there's always a branching out the same with physics the same with biology may mga branching sila uh, or branches sila rather and and it's very important not to tease those out and at the same time make those connections to the different other fields i like how you pointed out doc share yung costing kanina na to ako doon kasi oo nga naman diba when when we teach these concepts and in real life applications you do look at costings and eto math naman ito no so parang yun that's a, for me a very good and an actual example of how integrated stem actually work siguro sir i ikwento ko lang din po yung experience namin recently because we ran this uh, we facilitated a workshop for ILO and TESTA yung STEM in TVET so yung mga participants namin doon coming from let's say construction coming from automotive coming from tourism, meron din po na parang caregiving, meron yung aqua culture, meron yung rice production, uh, and, and ICT. So, yun po yung mga different participants. But, uh, um, good thing, no? Uh, like, for example, I asked them about, from your own qualification, how can you contribute, let's say, to disaster risk reduction, DRR? So, parang ang gaganda ng ideas nila, let's say, pagka-construction, ganito yung kanilang contribution. Pag yun naman working dun sa uh, agriculture, uh, they were focusing more on food security the, uh, but that's attached to DRR, for example, concerns. Or, or for example, developing more resistant uh, structures sa construction naman na uh, component. So, makikita mo dun na parang they were really able to see that it's just a matter of sitting down and uh, thinking about what you can contribute from your own qualification. So, no matter what it is, And um, being able to, so you you will think that DRR is something that's that's solvable by you know policymakers, scientists, and so on. But here you have several um, trainers, for example, uh, in in Tesla, in Tibet. But uh, they were able to come up with solutions, no, authentic solutions that you know that can be traced back to their own uh, qualification. You're right. So yeah. So I think I, I like that idea, no, na parang. You come in with your own specialization, but you acknowledge that you have other uh, fields that you could pull in, not to be able to solve a particular problem. So I think in yung parang key message natin na nagustong impart na we don't we don't come in um, having all the solutions, but actually, you know, we look sideways basically to to see whether those uh, other aspects of those solution are are actually helpful. No, um, yeah, and I like that example, Doc Share. Uh, another thing that's uh, parang siguro we've been asked then ano, about the connection of STEM to arts, for example. Iyon yung isa na parang... Actually, two years ago, we had this... Uh, we ran this uh, summer program for Unilab um, K-12 
kids, no? Parang, I myself, um, ang hinandal ko na parang yung physics connection, yung hinandal ko na session, I thought about uh, the art of folly. Yung art of folly is recreating uh, sound effects, no? Yung parang, for example, uh, in radio, uh, you you hear this uh, sound of rain. But in reality, you do not have to record rain outside just to get that. But you can recreate that sound using ordinary things, no? So, for example, using your knowledge about uh, production of sound, what will make this, you know, uh, produce a higher note or a lower uh, or a high frequency, meaning higher pitch or lower pitch, and so on. So you you use the, those information to recreate sound. So I connected uh, physics concepts to that of the art of folly, which is uh, that it's used in uh, producing sound effects. Doc Sheriff, I may add in because my background is in arts and design, and recently I've been seeing the STEM in things. Like um, recently, then I've been making bracelets for beads, and parang I. But yeah, I've been following mga sequences, um, yung patterns, and then it's actually a lot of math and parang analytical thinking din eh. I've actually been doing a lot of science communication. I just didn't know na psychom pala siya. Like I've been doing it since college, like in different organizations or like personal work. It's not, I, I didn't even know that it's an actual STEM thing. Yung science communication, doing data visualization, SQA. And I think that's also made me an advocate or made me appreciate STEM more. Like, oh, okay, so I don't I don't have to love math or ex- or love science extremely. Like, I can just appreciate it in the things I do. So, very good point, Doc Sheridan, like how you brought up the arts. I think that's something that people don't see um, or how you can apply STEM in the arts. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And traditionally, arts is treated as a separate, ano, diba? Parang, you know, tapos ngayon, we're hearing Doc share, you know, talking about how STEM could actually be relevant in in the arts as well. So, that's pretty interesting. Ako, actually, uh, I think it's a very, ano, no, parang powerful combination right now, no? For example, if you try to apply science concepts and STEM concepts in designing something, it elevates it into a different level. So, for example, um, yung mga, I'm fine kasi of uh, following or looking at different sculptures yung mga, or mga installations. If you apply your science concepts to installations, the, you know, the art will be really different. Yung exploring stability, for example, exploring different densities, yung mga ganon. When you're able to merge that and turn it into an art, it becomes so powerful and very interesting. Uh, ako kasi I'm, yung mga kinetics, alam yung mga installation na kinetics, na mga kinetic sculpture, it's very ano, eh, STEM, no? STEM and art yun eh. You cannot design that without having the knowledge of STEM and something else. Eh. So, of course, aside from the artistic and aesthetic component of it, but you marry those both, uh, yung STEM and art, so that you have that, uh, let's say, kinetic sculptures. I really like, I really love those. Yeah, the, the physics and the ano naman, ano, math, the math, and iba-iba na talaga ngayon, no? parang ang dami ng, parang we're, we're combining all those, all these disciplines talaga. But I also want to highlight na parang beyond kasi parang learning, what what we are hearing also from from Doc Share, no? from from the examples that she cited, is really talking about application. Parang it doesn't stop dun lang na, okay, patututunan ko siya sa school, matututunan ko yung concept. But she was referring to 
actual uh, how do you translate those concepts to action no and 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 to really come up with with solutions with innovation no uh, at some point i think that's really important to highlight that authentic integrated stem education is about that that it's not just you know the learning part but there's also that action part because you know parang it's it's supposed to address real life world problems and and you do that by actually developing those uh practical um solutions using those particular concepts uh yes sir i i would like to piggyback on that uh, it's authentic integrated stem education is more about guiding learners to connect and apply stem knowledge and thinking skills to solve real world problems doc share kana na kami na sana ikaw yung teacher namin no? <laughs> no, thank you, bro. Do you think we would be, would be convinced to take a STEM track when the doc share your negative teacher? Thank you, bro. Oh, sorry, doc share, because I I know you. I've worked with you, no, but but now listening, parang sabi ko shocks ang galing siguro kung naging teacher kita <laughs> time na yun kasi talagang you know you really encourage eh. kasi mas ano eh mas ginaground nga sa experience and I'm re- I really appreciate that no yung parang how you connect ayun nga parang nakakalimutan natin yung connections and and I like that you pointed out connections with art because as, as I was saying earlier talagang those were treated as two separate disciplines and parang you're on polar opposites diba na uh, kayo scientist kayo very logical kami naman artist very intuitive, diba? Parang depende sa mood namin. But then, at some point, they get to meet. So, that's why I really love uh, yung, yung pinopromote natin na integrated STEM kasi this, it brings together these disciplines. Totally agree, sir. <laughs> totally agree po. Yeah, so I guess, um, Doc Share, Sir A, Dayan, thank you for like all your really good inputs and perspectives on STEM. And I guess we highlighted talaga, you know, integrating STEM in solving these complex quote-unquote big-world problems no? from daily activities to disaster risk management even science education even in the arts now so I guess this is the question na the STEM team always asks yung the so what so parang now we see the value where we clearly see the value of STEM now diba? but we wanna like look forward and say parang or ask What then is the value of STEM in the future? Parang, why is there a need for us to invest in STEM now? And how will that affect, I guess, the future? STEM is really uh, worth investing uh, in. You know, it's actually for preparing uh, for the future. Because it's not, just about the, it's not just about knowledge. It's about the thinking skills that, you know, uh, can really equip learners to be lifelong, life-wide, life-deep learners, no? Na parang... Uh, The thinking skills they will carry all, um, all their lives, so they will have it once the thinking skills are sharpened. So, like critical thinking, for example, logical thinking, systems thinking, all of these, no, no matter where they go, uh, will be helpful to them. Eh. So, STEM is, uh, in a way, is a really a big umbrella of developing uh, skills, not just knowledge and even literacies as well. So, it's something that. Because for some, no, the misconception is that it's elitist, it's more about concepts, but it's really touching on different fields. Like for example, if you have the thinking skills sharpened by STEM, 
so those those thinking skills can get you anywhere no like for example um if you choose a different field later on that's non-STEM, but you have those thinking skills already, which can later on complement the work that you're doing. So for example, back you were, when you were young, uh, you were asked to do tables, you were asked to do graphs, you were asked to calculate. But if you choose a non-STEM occupation later on, these very skills will still come handy because uh, if you participate in projects, if you collaborate with some uh, somebody else, so uh, again, uh, you will realize that, ah, okay, the training that I had when I was uh, younger, dealing with this, no, when, back when I was not appreciating it at the time, will really be handy um, throughout your life. So I think with that, no, uh, that's the other component of STEM para sa bayan. But also, on the other side, no, if we're thinking about STEM uh, in the sense of the scientists, development, research, innovation, it's really worth investing because you see in the innovation index, no, that if you have more people in R&D, if you have more people in uh, do doing STEM, whether in the, uh, at the forefront, uh, scientists and researchers, or uh, what you call the hidden STEM um, backbone, which for example, you have the technicians, skilled technicians, all of these contribute to nation building. So, the, the you know, the innovation index, all these countries with high innovation index are basically um, STEM uh, enriched or STEM skilled, no? Highly STEM skilled. So um, if we invest as early as now in the young generation, later on we will produce generations who are more critical, who are more able to participate in nation building because they already have the skills to, to survive or navigate new worlds, no? even though uh, it would really be unfamiliar to them. So, sorry po, medyo ano, I'm really passionate about STEM uh, advancing STEM education. Thank you. No, it's good, Doc Cher. Um, actually, I can't help but, you know, dwell on what you mentioned, the lifelong, life-wide, life-deep learning. Can you expound on that a bit more? Like, why did you explain it that way, Doc Cher? Actually, um, the, the work that I'm doing with DepEd also has something to do with that. Uh, looking at, it's actually a four-life framework. No? We call it lifelong, life-wide, life-deep, and life-wise. No? Lifelong has something to do with your continuous thirst for uh, knowing things, learning new things, being curious, being agile in terms of uh, finding out different skills or learning more about different skills and fields. No? Parang life-wide naman is seeing the connection between what you do and uh, making a connection with real world and also connecting with other fields. So that's why it's life-wide. So it's more of horizontal. Uh, and then, uh, yung lifelong kasi is more of chronological. So as you grow older, you keep on learning. And then yung life-deep naman is having the mastery. So for example, no matter what field you are in, you make sure that you really acquire the skills for that. So it's mastery. So it's being good at what you're in. No? Parang it's a disservice if you have chosen that career and if you're not doing well in that. Parang ganon. So it's, that's why it's life deep. And then the life-wise is uh, has something to do with yung values, mores, and um, attitude that you have in general. Now it's not knowledge-based, but it's something that's uh, intuitive in nature. So kaya it's life-wise that you know uh, impact your life daily life and even your work and uh, and even your other uh, advocacy so that's the four life framework that we're talking about and stem has a lot of impact on that 
Thank you for that doc share talaga. <laughs> Para napangako may ganun pala talagang framework. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that yung framework na sinasabi ni doc share, it's really um, reiterating the point na you know, STEM can be integrated in different facets of life, diba? Yes, of course, we want to make sure na it's integrated in the academe. But we also want to say na, apart from knowledge, there's also these STEM skills that we need to invest in and promote in. Thank you, Doc Cher, Sir A, and Camille. All of you made really great points. And I guess we all have the same view on what integrated and authentic STEM education is. And now that we've defined this, and we've also stated how relevant and important in more ways than one, as we end the session, what is your vision for STEM? And in five years' time, where do you see STEM in the Philippines? Uh, maybe I could start. You know, uh, where I would want to see STEM be in five years is to be in a place of na people, basically the government, respect it more and, and invest in it more and really support it more. Yung talagang put it at uh, of course, there are many ways not to, to solve all our problems no, sa, sa bansa natin. But I think I would really want to see it being invested more because because binibigyan niya ng value no, ang, ang integrated STEM as an important instrument no, in its toolkit to be able to solve the different complex problems that we're facing. So, so for me, uh, it would be very good to see higher investments higher level of support and a higher level of appreciation and when i talk about higher level of, of appreciation it's it's seeing for example scientists technologists being consulted and and really referred to you now when it comes to developing policies so yun parang it would be great to see stem in that place of respect and and importance uh, from the side naman of those who are are learning I'd like to of course see yeah, the learner side I'd like to see those learners increase in, in, in numbers so basically it would be great to see where a society where there are more who would really be interested to take the STEM track because that would really provide a sense of comfort that will that the pipeline of future scientists is actually healthy, no? Um, so, so for us to ha- to see these numbers really grow, because at the moment I believe hindi palahat like to take talaga ng or, or, or at hindi magalang kataas yung numbers no when it comes to learners taking the STEM track. Then it would really be great to to see those uh, numbers increase, no? As I was saying, and of course coupled with that is a a society where you also have a clear career path no for for our stem graduates kasi mahirap i-convince yung mga estudyante to take the stem track if we're not able to show them that there are careers that are waiting for them at the end of the line so i think maganda na if we're able to see industries to see companies really invest more in stem and really provide those job opportunities uh, for our STEM graduates in the future. Uh, and of course, there's the part also that uh, yung yung balik ako lang ng konte na yung when I say support for STEM, nandun din yung support for the learning environment where we have quality facilities, where we have quality teachers uh, helping out uh, learners appreciate and develop yung 
expertise more no in relation to STEM. So yun medyo syempre, well that's a lot uh, and and the, the work that's required for that to be done is also humongous. Uh, but yeah, but that's a good for me that is some target that I would like to aim for no uh, in the next five years. Thank you sir A. Um I have similar views with sir A. Um so sir A talked about Five years from now, what my dream about uh, what what my dreams are for STEM education or authentic integrated STEM education. First, um, there'll be more students uh, who would you know uh, in, um, choose STEM track, for example, in high school because right now uh, for senior high school we're just getting 15% of the total uh, senior high schools students. No, if we can increase that, and then uh, because later on, if you look at the pipeline, more likely this. Uh, 15% of the entire SSH students would be the ones choosing uh, a STEM career. So if we increase it as early as high school, for example, then there, there we can expect an increase also in the pipeline in the university level. And then later on, um, with the university uh, really equipping the students with skills uh, ready for, let's say, licensure or and for work later on, so we will also see an increase in licensed STEM professionals. What we see is that an investment in the entire spectrum or ecosystem of STEM. So uh, if we see more contribution, if, even if, for example, some sectors would work on uh, younger kids, if some sectors would work on older students, or some sectors would rather work with, let's say, um, employees already needing upskilling or let's say the vet trainees who are more STEM oriented because of the nature of their job. So all of this, no, uh, the dream is that in the STEM ecosystem, everybody should contribute and do their share in really upskilling, empowering the different learners that we have. And if we have this, uh, it's a very great investment even at the policy level, for example, uh, moving for laws, for example, or other uh, ordinances in the local government unit, uh, really um, choosing STEM, investing in STEM in different avenues, uh, that would be really great. On the education side, of course, changes in the curriculum, changes in uh, instructional activities, more hands-on, more uh, connected to real-world problems, and even the kinds of assessment, so uh, looking for uh, testing for higher order skills that will really be useful for work and for life later on. So those are my dreams for uh, authentic and integrated STEM education. Okay, so thank you, Doc Share and Sir A. And that concludes our second episode of the STEM Talks podcast. Again, thank you very much, Doc Share, for your time and for being our guest speaker today and for sharing your insights with us. We're confident that STEM advocates or anyone in STEM will feel more inspired too and most importantly, more motivated to promote STEM to students or to everyone else in the Philippines. Thank you to STEM Plus PH for this uh, wonderful opportunity. Uh, it's really great to uh, be able to share some thoughts and uh, inspirations about authentic and integrated STEM education. Thank you for the share. As I said here, it was very inspiring. And yun nga, para I hope we're able to reduce no, yung intimidation. No, when you, kasi when you say STEM track, parang 
parang it can it can sound very intimidating. So I hope we're able to reduce that a bit and see na parang uh, no uh, when you take this and dami yung application no, na pwedeng and dami applications sa buhay na, na pwedeng yung ma-derive no, from from taking this type of so and then hopefully that will translate to more students no taking uh, enrolling with this track so i hope we are able to we were able to do that today no um demystify it a bit to make it sound more accessible and make it sound more attractive and relevant and useful to learners no so yeah and again thank you on behalf of the stem team would of course uh, really uh, thank doc share for her time sharing her own personal experiences and thoughts um uh, ako very na inspired talaga ako today no uh, listening to doc shares uh, insights so i i'm i'm becoming more uh, advocate na ako pero parang mas na strengthen pa yung advocacy ko today thank you for that thank you sir a and everyone so tune in our next episode as we discuss more about integrated STEM education and the workforce, this time from the perspective of industry leaders. Thank you! STEM Talks is powered by STEM Plus PH, the flagship program of UNAM Foundation. Make sure to subscribe and follow this podcast as well as our Facebook page STEM Plus PH or at stemph.rocks. You can also follow our Instagram at underscore stemph for more updates. Make sure to tag us when you share our episodes and use the hashtags stemph, stemfy, and stemph rock. We can't wait to stemify the future of the Philippines with you.